Hey, something like that with Nav. How you doing? How you feeling? Another week, another episode. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in to our friends from uh, the other parts of the world, especially the Southeast Asia region. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, remember, once you tune into this particular podcast, please hit on the subscribe button, follow button, like button, whatever you need to do, just do it. All right. And uh, today on the show, I got one of the busiest men in Kuala Lumpur, especially in the music industry. He is uh, churning out music like nobody's business, music video, live sessions. He's a host of uh, uh, two programs. One is going to be uh, on the radio, which is called Locala, a, tra- a show that features all the local artists, Malaysian artists, like awesome show you got to check that out and there's also a co-host on air for radio called uh, pop-up stage there's a very special segment of that we'll chat about that in a bit from now but in the meantime let's bring him on board darren my man darren tay of an honest mistake there you go yeah it's a mouthful right <laughs> honest mistake and honest an mistake, honest yeah. mistake yeah. yeah all for short you know you can just go ahm <laughs> yeah ahm that's the best way to put it man how you been man you've been super freaking busy dude yeah man uh you know 2020 has been a year pretty much you know of a you know reset and re I, i mean i won't say rebranding you know but it's just trying to make a mark even in a covid world you know yeah so you know i just kept myself busy producing music i i started um producing music in march um by myself and i've already made like 10 demos and i'm still like making all these like bits and pieces of things working with other bands other artists so you know actually I mean, you'd be surprised man you'd be surprised like everybody assumed that it's going to be a, sh- a shitty year you can't do much can't move much but in actuality when you come to think of it when you look at some parts of or rather some group of artists including you there's a yeah. lot of things can be done a whole yeah. lot of things that was possible people thought that okay i need to be only in a studio and I can't do yeah. if I don't have a studio I don't have the money but the so-called DIY concept kicked in for 2020 and uh, exactly. it's been proven effective for a lot of people man hey. Yeah man Yeah so the thing is like 2020 was a year of you know I guess unlearning and re- and learning new things you know I just had to pick up you know I I I picked up so many different skills you know like cooking is one of them you know and then <laughs> like recording stuff at home. I mean of course they're not top quality, you know, but at least it's good enough for me to get something going, you know. So nice. I got that and then I got into video editing a little bit and you know just just trying to uh keep myself active, you know. And then obviously I've got the two radio shows that I that I've been doing even the lockdown, you know. With my setup at home, I'm still able to record stuff and send it back to the studio. You know, I don't have to physically be there. Nice. So, Yeah, it's it's definitely you know kept like kept me busy lah. Everything that I've been doing, um, you know, working with all the different artists. In fact, like I just signed a couple of new ones, um, and it's it's good, you know. So you there's a lot of artists that you've signed up as like as a matter of fact, some of them were featured on this particular podcast, yeah. and it's amazing. As there also you've also been working with a lot of uh, uh, producers or shall I say DJ come producers, music makers. Yeah. Which are we going to call it? That's and the new one. I, I don't give a damn. That's also coming up and well, tomorrow is it today? No, that's next the Friday. Whole, next yeah, Friday, sorry, I'm losing. Friday. I'm losing yeah, so track of time. It's like I I seen you coming up with stuff so frequent. It's like okay, now when's next? Tomorrow, day after tomorrow. I know there's a <laughs> oh yeah, tomorrow there's going to be a video called Vanessa, right? Yes, exactly. Ah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. That yeah. was for tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking back at your work and it's like wow there's a lot of things and I'm just going to just just highlight some of it which I I saw uh you were also uh, the winner of the best new vocal uh, sorry best male vocalist for uh, what's the play Mod- modern 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 music is it yeah yeah you, modern you know modern I, I actually still don't really know what it is <laughs> um you know and and I but at the same time I I remember vaguely having a conversation with somebody you know I I would think that it was probably somebody from like China maybe yeah okay. so I think like it's it's actually a China or Taiwanese based thing you know and they had sent me an email saying that hey you know I want to submit you you know like for this and and that and I'm like sure you know whatever just go ahead yeah so like to my surprise you know we actually like one uh they they nice. 
Yeah, so like there was a message saying that, you know, drop us an email if you want the actual like um, price. Um, but I don't know like if if there's any other information <laughs> apart from that, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But the point is, you know, somebody actually recognized me and acknowledged me as, you know, a, a good singer. Um, that's to be honest, thing. like up up till now, I don't think I'm even a a good singer. You know, that's why I mask like the lack of great singing, you know, by <laughs> going crazy on stage, you know, having like like crazy ass performance at like you know stuff that we do on stage. No, it's know? it's all about entertainment. It's not necessarily yeah, if you're, exactly. you're just right. on singing alone. It's all about entertainment. Yeah. It's like a lot of people with the way when they listen to music, it's not necessarily has to be just the singing or just the music. It comes as a package. It's a feel good yeah. factor listening to the whole music. So I think yeah. you guys did a fantastic job. And also the music video, uh, that's another great thing. And another thing from that, apart from winning these awards. You also have uh, your hand in a lot of producing stuff because I've realized there's one of it that uh, uh, with a band called South and the uh, Lowland or something like that. Sounds South and the Lowlands, yep. Yeah, you you had your hand in uh, producing one of the tracks, right? Or yeah, the album, actually, right? the entire album. I mean, I didn't like when 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 people say like producing, you know, it could mean a lot of things. You know, it could mean like, you know, uh. Working from working on a track or tracks, you know, from the the initial conception all the way till it's finally done, you know. So for me, it was a lot easier because the guys had already written all their songs, you know, and I came into the studio with them while they were recording, you know. I told them, okay, you know, why don't you do it this way? Why don't you use uh, this part of the guitar to play, you know. Why don't you play this lick here? Why don't you sing it this way, you know? So it was, it was that kind of production more or than creative input else. to be more precise. Yes, correct. Yeah, so creative input. Um, you know, like I told them, okay, you should use like this part of the drum or like the cymbals, you know. Um, but the guys already had great songs to begin with, um, you know. So what I did was just, you know, the the icing, you know. Yeah, yeah it was, so it turned out pretty well. I was listening to the entire album. It sounded pretty cool, man. It's yeah, like, man, it sounds great, dude. Like those guys are a creative bunch, you know. But the only setback about the album is that it was recorded maybe, I think, throughout twenty eighteen, if I'm not wrong, and then twenty nineteen, you know, the 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 guys kind of went through a different phase in their life. You know, some of the guys got married, um, you know, switching jobs and all that, and some got into like full-time like like ministry in church and, and stuff like that so as a band those guys are not active as a band anymore you know but they still okay. put out the album anyway which is actually good stuff you know so who knows that it might spark something you know new you know, a reunion or maybe year. a side yeah. sidetrack project it's, it, correct it so happens. they just, might just restart again yeah when you have something good share it man why keep it in the vault exactly just bring it all out and also another band that you're involved with is what Shamash or something. I hope I get yeah. these names right. Shamash, yeah. Shamash. So Shamash okay, is, um, you know, in fact, I actually had my bandmate, you know, just just come over. So the guy, the main guy from Shamash, his name is Andre, and um, he was one of the f- he was the one of the first like Christian death metal bands here in Malaysia, you wow. know, and. And he was signed to of uh, a, a label that was, you know, uh, I mean, they they were a circular label, you know, it was not a Christian label, and um, here in Malaysia, so he was one of the first uh, to do that, and his band was called Necromanicide, you know, and at that time, this was like early nineties, like nineteen ninety ninety one, and um, yeah, so he had recorded, you know, stuff and got sent all the way to US, you know, Japan and Indonesia and all that. And then later on, after putting out that one album, the band just died, you know. So, Aww. you know, and, and I've been friends with him, you know, for, for a long time, you know, because we, we went to the same church and all that. And then he randomly, you know, so this, this project happened because of a random message that he had, he had sent to me after I had posted something, you know. I, I said something, like this was last year, uh, and I said something along the lines of, you know, I've never really talked about like money openly, 
you know but 2020 was a hard year and you know I, I said something along those lines of like you know everything that I've been doing there's no money on you know and then, <laughs> and then he dropped me a message he, he, he just went like hey man you know do you need money or not because I have some to spare and I oh, was sweet of him. yeah I was taken aback you know because I that message was meant to be you know um neutral you know it was just something that i wanted to put out there you know i didn't expect anything in return you know so he he sent me that message and that was kind of like the spark of it all then he started telling me things about how he tried to restart necromanicide and it didn't work and um you know that there was a lot of conflict and he's he's always been a fan of the band he's he's very supportive of us you know even my other like band amir 3 as well you know he's always been very very supportive of every single thing that i've done so he shared all these like necromanicide like demos that he had been working on and um you know like one thing led on to another he's like hey you know why why don't you you join the band and initially i was very reluctant i said you know i i really don't want to i want to focus on an honest mistake you know because that's like my main thing you know but i'll 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 help you lah you know and i'll, I'll just listen to the stuff and then later on you know he told me you know maybe maybe you should just uh, you know, come on board as like a producer, you know, just like what I did with Sound in the Lowlands. And that's what I did, you know, I was present for a couple of recording sessions and then after that, I was like, okay, you know, I think it's it's good to go, so just go ahead, release it. Um, and then I decided, okay, you know, I've got all the time in the world now, you know, let's just go ahead la, and just be a part of this band. La. So that's that's how it, it happened, you know. So the EP, um, man, to be honest, like, the EP was all Andre and um, you know of course there's myself and Alex as well so Alex is, um, is also from Army of Three so you know it's it's how you know the, just the three of us coming together um, you know fusing in all our our, our you know influences um, you know that that kind of like is the new thing so the first ep was mostly andre you know i overlooked uh, a few things alex was in charge of uh the recording process uh mm -hmm. as a whole so i was just you know the overlooking person la. um that album actually got a sign to um rottweiler records which is a which is an independent label yeah. in America which is actually very uh, influential yes. in the Christian world and yeah. um, you know the song is charting and on a, on this chart called the GMW um, which I had just found out that there's a Christian <laughs> there's a Christian Grammy um, so the oh, Christian yeah. Grammy it's called Dove Awards and songs from the GMW actually get picked and they get in I mean, they get chosen to be in the Dove Awards, you know, from there. And Shamash, a band that's barely a year old, has two songs that are on the chart and, you know, songs that have remained on the top spot for a long time, you know. So all nice. these Otai bands, all these, like, guys that have been in the industry for, like, you know, 20, 30 years, you know, they're like, who are these new guys, you know? And, <laughs> and who are they from Malaysia, you know? So I think, like, you know, from... For me, it's it's kind of something cool, you know, for an Asian band to be signed to an American label and to be charted uh, so well in America, you know. And who knows what, what could happen. In fact, we actually got an invitation to play um, Vacken Open Air Festival, you know. And cool. like that's in Germany. And who, who gets that kind of in invitations, you know. So all these contacts came from Andre himself because he's obviously been in the in the scene for a long time and he's still very old school you know like forums and and um, Facebook groups uh, the, like the Christian metal you know Facebook groups and all that so he is a part of all of that you know so and he's quite influential in in that in that area so for a band that's barely a year old to be you know involved so heavily in in the Christian world in America, you know, I think it's amazing, lah. Yeah, cause like the the Christian music scene here in Malaysia, it's it's very close to non-existent right now. 
Um, yeah, that's you know, that's the thing. I've noticed that for for a while now. Is like I know it's it was huge at one point. Not say huge. It was there for one point of time, and then halfway yeah. through it kind of disappeared. It yeah. became such a kind of monotonous. It had the monotonous tone to it. Yeah. So all so that's the thing about all the Christian bands in Malaysia. You know, it's such a sad thing to to see because in the early two thousands, you know, a lot of the bands that came out from all these different churches. You know, they started playing shows. You know, started gigging. You know, some recorded stuff and all that. And then later on, they all just grew up or grew out of it. And then, you know, everything just disappeared. You know, so oh, man. yeah. Even for Amir Three, like Amir Three was actually my first band before an honest mistake, and that was a Christian band. And we were, you know, kind of like going places and climbing. You know, and then. There was some like internal like I won't say disagreements, you know, but more of you know like difference of opinions, lah. Di- difference of opinions, yeah. So yeah, then we decided to like take a break, and and then after that we came back, you know, as in like I rejoined the band in twenty in twenty late twenty fourteen. That was when we spent the year writing a new album, and then twenty sixteen we put out the new album and we toured for a bit. And then it happened again. You know, we decided, okay, you know, I don't think this is working out. You know, so let's let's not pursue it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're all friends. You know, yeah. it's just that that's Army of Three. That's the reason I I do recall having a chat with you guys. Army of Three. I think it was I think it yeah. was Air Force. Yeah, right. Air Force was in tracks. I can't remember way no, way back. No, this was at tracks. This was at tracks years yeah. ago. It was myself yeah. and Jeff. I remember. Yeah, yeah, I remember. That was some time ago, right? Yeah. Uh, this, yes, I was trying to recall. I know, I know that I have chatted with you guys before, but just yeah, couldn't yeah. figure out where. Isn't yeah. that when you do it for so many years, it's like okay, <laughs> time's catching up, man. Time's yeah. catching up. No, that's the so, best part about this. Yeah, I was saying. Sorry. Yeah, no, so yeah, I mean, like, just wanted to say, like, you know, all, like, the Christian bands, you know. Um, so, so in 2016, we had formed a group, you know, called Hardcore. Um, and that was actually the title of the album that Amir 3 had put out, you know, as in H-E-A-R-T, Core, you know. So we wanted to capture the essence of, you know, faith and, you know, like, and all of that stuff. And we had managed to pull together about 10 other Christian bands together. And even that also, you know, after that season had gone, after I, you know, we, we took a break, you know, everything just disappeared. So South and the Lowlands, they were one of them, um, you know, took a break as well, you know. So now there's Shamash, you know, and hopefully this will lead the way, you know, for extreme music, you know, at least here in Malaysia, for other Christian musicians to to come out and say that, hey, you know, we want to do something that's faith-based, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. actually good because the thing is, everybody's a uh, little, I don't know, they're pretty cautious in whatever they're stepping into. You know, shall I do it? Shall I not do it? You know, yeah. I'd say go for it, man. I go for it. You it's, see, the movement is huge. I, I'm going to say, like, even when you talk about like our, our podcasts and Christian uh, preaching yeah. and so on, the, the support you get is amazing. It's just that people, the, the generation, there's one group of generation who has not been exposed yet to this sort of music or this kind of yeah. uh, a trend which they need to be exposed to. You never know, from that one exactly. thing could lead to another thing and uh, it could be a, a huge industry of its own. Yeah. That's yeah, something I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, man. But for Shamash, I mean, like, the strategy is really just, you know, to head straight to US, lah, you know. And also because of the 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 favor, you know, from from the guys, you know, in, in America as well, you know. So, you know, it seems to be doing really well. So right now, you know, we are uh, looking to release a new album. So, you know, we're still in the writing stage. You know, I'm reprogramming like a bunch of stuff, you know, like doing the drums and all that. And, um, you know, so Andre was just over at my place, you know, just trying to nail some vocals and stuff for like that. But it's, it's a whole long process, you know, it's, it's, it's relearning for, for Andre as well, you know, because when he recorded stuff in the 90s, it was on tape. You know, <laughs> whereas now things are all digital, you know, so the things are done a little bit differently. You know, a, a lot of things can be manipulated, but of course, you know, like we all know that the source of it has to be good first, you know, before you can manipulate it further. Yeah, I never know, man. Just keep your fingers <laughs> crossed and uh, hopefully that works out fine. You yeah, know, this this one thing interesting, like uh, we were talking off air, you see, in the span of say, the last 15 minutes, We've seen so many things happen in just one year. You know, yeah. all the stuff that's been moving on. And uh, that's one of the reasons, or rather the topic of uh, this conversation today, the future of artists in 2021, especially locally down here. 
You're one of yeah. the best examples. I, the, one of the main reasons I needed to have you on board is because you have proven that a lot of things can be done. There's no excuses whatsoever yeah. in exactly. terms of moving on as an artist. Um, of course, the question of money, monetary is also there, but that, that's, let's put that aside because you need to keep on yeah. churning. You keep, need to keep on doing things in order for people not to forget you and not to forget your music. Yeah. And at the very same time, you can't overdo it. So you need to have a balance in both our worlds, right? Yeah. So I need to find out about you. Uh, I need to pick your brain a little bit about uh, some of the works that's been done by uh, the artists, especially when it comes to, uh, let's start off with live streaming. This has been one of the topics that I've been discussing. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, there was an article written about it. Artists are going on on live streaming platforms, you know, trying to earn a living down there. Um, I find it there's pros and cons to that because the Definitely. good part is, uh, one, okay, you can show the people, you can keep your fans entertained going on out there. But if you're not well equipped to put on a good show, it's yeah. going to just project something negative or rather give you exactly. a bad image of whatever you're doing. Because let's face it, no matter how good you are, your equipments, your tools play a very important role. You're exactly. investing in the proper tools. And secondly, uh, if you're going to do it so frequently, what's going to happen is people are going to have too much of you. Yeah. On a regular basis, there's too much of you. And three, if you want to start charging, I understand that there's a group of people. The good thing is people, friends who support uh, live acts, pay, buy the tickets for shows and so on. But of course, you can't do it on a regular basis. And yeah. not everybody's into the whole thing. So yeah, these kind of things, what are the alternative? What What's your take on this whole thing? Is like, what's your, percep your perception on this whole live stream, live shows thing? Good, bad? Yeah. Uh, what, are, what are the things that people should, the artists should be looking into whenever they do this that kind of things? I think the first and most important thing is to invest into yourself and and to depend on yourself before, you know, depending on other people. Okay, so the first thing is, you know, invest into equipment, making sure, like what you said, you know, making sure that you sound good because you want to leave a good impression every single time, you know. You don't want, like, if you go and play a show, you want to play your best show, you know, yeah. but you can't play your best if there are certain factors, for example, like right now, the equipment. You know, you can't be doing like, you know, Instagram live like from your phone, you know, and, and just perform using the phone's like, you know, built-in mic. It's you always know, a nightmare, man, listening to exactly. that. Exactly. The quality is going to be bad, you know, and if the lighting is not bright enough, you don't have a ring light or whatever, you know, it's not going to look good. It's not going to sound good. You know, so in and doing some research, you know, would be very, very important. You know, so research on what kind of equipment you can get. Because the thing is, like the mic that I'm using now, it's only 150 ringgit. You know, so yep. the thing is that like, you don't even need like a $2,000 mic. So yeah, you can just invest in the cheaper ones, but quality side like Exactly. Yeah. Effective so find, ones. Yeah. Find other alternatives, you know, to and invest into your equipment. That's one. Because you want to sound good, you want to leave a good impression. You know, the second thing is, um, what you said, like, you know, about, like, performing too often. You know, I think, like, there's, there's never such a thing as performing too often, you know, because we never know who we are hitting, you know. Good point. So, it, really, point. It's, it really depends on the, the artist's discretion, whether they want to perform, you know, a lot or they don't want to perform. Yeah, for example, like myself... I know that I cannot do covers. There's a limited amount of covers that I can do. For okay. certain artists who can do covers, you know, like, you know, anytime, you know, they know the top 40s at the back of their hands, you know. Now, for those guys, free. By all means, sure, go ahead, you know, do it. But the thing is, like for me, I can only play originals and some covers and I can only do it so many times. So I would rather save it for other things, you know. Do it so, like a showcase. Do it like a showcase. And that's exactly what I did because last year, I only did two full band live stream shows. One was called The Platform and it was a paid thing. Full production, full proper sound, audio, you know, like video, everything, you know. There were seven to eight cameras, a proper production crew. Everything was properly done. Now, that was live stream and the quality was good, you know. And, and I didn't mind... Because, like, it was a ticket split, you know. I didn't mind getting paid less or I didn't mind getting paid, like, a, a, a tiny bit because I knew that it was going to sound good and that 
I was able to to get a recording of the video as well. You know, so nice. so I knew that the value was that. You know, so it was not just like, oh, okay lah. You know, uh, if you're not gonna pay me, I'm not gonna play. You know, I saw it as an opportunity for me to get something out of it as well. You the know? ROIs so were fair I, enough, lah. Exactly. So that's why I did it. So that's one, right? The second show that I did was a Christmas show, um, uh, at the end. Uh, at the end of the year, I mean early December, and that was a ticketed thing that I was also trying out the platform uh, that that I was using, which was Ptix, um, and they are great by the way. So everything is hosted on their site, you know, ticketing, purchasing, and then later on like the ticket splits and all that, you know, they would segregate everything and then just bang into you once the show is done. You know, that is a perfect. Uh, set up instead of putting like scrollers. Oh, please donate me back, blah blah blah, and all that. Now, for me, I feel that that is begging. Okay. You know, you can call it donation or whatever. You know, but personally, for me, I mean, some some people may disagree with me, but I feel that y- you should not display something and ask, please donate. You know, I, okay. I just feel that as an artist. So you rather rather do it like in the sense of okay, I'm going to be performing tonight. And that this is the fee to come on board, like exactly. like a Zoom session is going on, like a Zoom okay, session, yeah, yeah, uh, which is the access to come and check me out, okay. Yeah. So that's so it's like it's instead of going on tipping, uh, you go for this yeah. one, make it uh, look a little more, uh, let's say, I would how do I put it, more effective or more professional or I, more either professional. One of and I would say, I, I mean, I'm I'm trying, I'm not trying to to put people down for for doing yeah, the whole yeah. tipping thing, you know. It's just that as an artist, you want to maintain a certain kind of level of you know, like like uh, reverence and and respect. You know, okay. So you don't want to like dumb down as well. You know, that, but that's just personally for me, right? So I would rather just do a ticketed thing, and and that's what I did. Now, I had seven artists perform. Uh, you know, it, and it was a full on show. So all the like the video that I'm releasing on Friday, um, and for the next couple of months you know so because i did 10 songs so for the next 10 weeks you know i'll be releasing like one video from the actual christmas performance okay. now you can see like from the audio you know it's good now the video not the best but it was good enough in the sense that everything is clear you know there were different angles you know uh and i shot all of that at home using my phone you know, like nice. we had all our phones. We had the whole band. You know, everybody had their phones. You know, <laughs> and we we just placed them at all these places, and we recorded it. You know, and then later on, I took the video. You know, I edited it, and we got. Actually, our you learned a lot of things. Though. That's one thing I've noticed. This whole DIY thing is like when yeah. you know you can't go out, you can't spend money or whatever. You tend to learn a lot of things. Like I'm exactly. doing a comparison with this particular show, day one, how it started, and today, how yeah. the whole setup, how it looked like. It's completely different, and of course, there's nobody involved in the production of this particular podcast exactly. itself. It's like yep. you got to learn. You go on YouTube every day, yep. spend an hour or two, True. and just learn every single thing you can think of. So there's yep. no excuse given out there. So that's that's one of the things. Like why I'm not against, like what you said, I'm not against the so-called live stream or whatever. It's just that I'm a bit concerned of my fellow musicians. It's like when you do it too often, it's like the value or rather the perception people have yep. over an artist. Once this whole thing is over. You know, when they get back to the, everything is back to normal, yeah. people are going to start looking at, hey, this guy was just doing this for tips and this guy was doing it so regular basis. So he'll yeah. just take anything, whatever you want. You know, that's yeah. that was my concern. As it is, people are taking advantage of artists and during shows and exactly. things like that. So this could be a contributing factor in the near future to, for people to take advantage of you. That's one of my main yeah. concerns on that part. Yes, that's why I say like when you're doing it too often also, it's like once you have too much of it, people will say, okay, yeah. this is how it is. There's no suspense. The frequency is so yeah, high. That's it's true. No, that's, that's what I meant by doing it often or not. Interacting with yeah. your fans is a different story altogether. Yeah. You know, like chatting with your friends. You're going on Facebook Live or maybe Instagram Live, Correct. answering questions and maybe just throwing a song in between. Yeah. That's a different game altogether. But yeah. doing it on a very, very frequent basis, how would it affect you? How will the impact be in the near future? That's yeah. another question. Yeah, so there's always another way around it, you know. It doesn't like you can you can go on like live as often as you want, you know. But it doesn't have to just be music, you know, because like the music is your product. But as an individual, as an artist, you know, there are other things that you can do. You know, maybe you can go on 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 shows, you know, and 
and give advice, you know, or be yeah. be that kind of person where you know, oh, tell me all your problems, you know, and and I will just want to listen to you, you know, that kind of stuff. Exactly. Like tips there, on what I do with my guitar, tips on how correct. I play yeah. my drums, so you know, things like that. Like, there's always like an opportunity for you to create content and to to be extra creative, you know. It doesn't have to just be oh. I'm a musician. All I can do is play music. That means I should just perform. No, you can do a bunch of other things. You yeah, know, true. you can talk about like, for example, um, the guys at um, oh man, uh, the Selangor musicians like, what what are they called? Suddenly I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, these are the guys. You know, they they are the otais. You know. Okay. They they um uh. Persatuan Pemusik Tempatan PP PPTS I think yeah. Okay Persat Persatuan Pemusik Tempatan Selangor Now these guys Are amazing musicians They have been in the scene Like forever And From So when So initially when March Like March 2020 They were supposed to do Like a concert To raise funds And because of the pandemic They couldn't do it They ended up going uh, they ended up uh, doing live shows, live stream from their phone and all that, you know. And from there, now they actually have a recording studio where they do live shows from there. Full-on production. Few cameras, nice. you know, proper sound. Everything is amazing, right? Now, the only other thing that I would suggest to them, because they are such great musicians, you know, people are logging in and watching them all the time. Now, they are streaming on Facebook. Tons of viewers. And they have a tip uh, like option tip there, right? Now, I would suggest to them, instead of doing a tip option, you know, do showcases instead. And because these are great bands from the past, you know, like Memories and Pieces and all, all these people, you know, so they should actually use PTIX and get on uh, PTX where it's a proper ticketed thing everything will be segregated you know at least yeah. you know your effort is worth you know every single penny that you're gonna get from the show you know and prior to that you already know okay a hundred people have already purchased the tickets you know and so even you know if you know you know what you're you're gonna make you know you know what to es- expect you know and even at the end of the day I mean he, he, this is just the Chinaman in me even if the fella at the end of the day he's purchased the ticket already on the day of the show they don't watch it it's their loss you still make money yeah you still make money you know actually actually, this is is exactly it's also marketing at the very same time exactly because it's like you know the date or let's say you have a two month gap period to sell your product sell your show you can just do a build up to it and then you just sell it as much as possible. Is I'm I'm not saying it's going to be easy, going to make tons yeah. of money or whatever. But at least you have the exclusivity uh, to prepare yourself when you come back to the main main scene again when everything yeah. is fine. So that's one thing people got to look into because I've also been involved in some of this, the so-called live stream shows where you need the, something to do with PTX also. And I've also noticed it was it because when I did it, it was at a very early stage of the uh, so-called yeah. ticketing thingy. So the response wasn't exactly as much as we expected, but on the long run, when you look at it, it started building up and more and more yeah. shows started kicking in and more people yeah. started purchasing tickets as time progresses. So these are the things people need to look into. And uh, for artists, I think that's one of the things you have to pay attention to. And another thing, another thing which I have to pick on, uh, sorry to say this, um, for the guests, present guests, past guests or future guests, uh, another thing you guys got to pay attention to is when you get on board for interview sessions or media, and uh, things like that, uh, conversation-wise, there's a whole lot of things that you might want to look into because, uh, trust me, you're not going to have any TV side yeah. or much of radio side going to be happening anytime soon. Yeah. So it's about time you guys start investing in good internet and also uh, proper equipments for you to have a conversation online. Yeah. That's what's yeah. going to be happening a lot, man. Exactly, Every- you know, and and it's it's crazy the amount of interviews. I mean, I guess maybe like for me, you know, so happen I'm I'm a radio host, you know, and and I do all these interviews and I'm used to it, you know. But even if I'm not, and even if if like if there's an, an a musician, you know, who who is not used to this, but at least you you definitely use it for work, right? Yeah. Because everybody's working from home, you know. You're either on Microsoft Teams or Google Hangout, or you're even on Zoom, you know. Or the like a more old school one would be Skype. So <laughs> I am quite sure that there is. You know, like 
some kind of experience, you know, using these kinds of uh, technology, right? And for example, like, let's say, oh, webcam not good lah. Okay, like for example, I'm using my laptop webcam right now. Now, but if I want a better quality, I can just use an app and hook it up to my phone, and my phone exactly. will become a webcam. Now, how do I know this? I YouTube, YouTube, yeah, YouTube, <laughs> Google. You know, Google is my yeah. best friend. You know, yeah. So, like, that's the easiest way. You know, you don't even need like an expensive webcam. The Logitech C920, when it first came out, it was like maybe a hundred something, two hundred maybe, and the highest right now is about 400 bucks. And nice. it doesn't make I'm looking, sense. I'm looking to, to the China ones, man. 4K camera. It's about, about 50, 100 bucks or something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I <laughs> have actually been looking at that, you know, and, and just comparing and all that. And I'm like, man, you know, if I'm going to pay like 100 bucks, you know, for something that that can look decent, why not, right? But yeah. if, I'm, if I don't want to pay that money, I just use my phone, you know? Like, Right now, any kind of phone is good. You know, I, I, I was just having a conversation, you know, this friend of mine, she wants to buy uh, a, a secondhand iPhone X or iPhone 11. And I'm telling her that, you know, why don't you just pay six or 700 ringgit, go and buy the new Xiaomi phone. You know, it has four cameras and, and like six gig RAM and all that. Why don't you just use that, you know? So yeah. instead of paying like 2,000 for a used phone, right? Might as well pay... You know, so you like know, you, a lot of things are getting a lot cheaper as well. It's just you know, the perception you have that oh, I need brand new. This is yes, the latest. Correct. You'd be surprised, man, when you just Google things and you find out the DIY things that people have been doing. Yeah, I'm amazed, man. I'm seriously yep. amazed. Gone are the days like, where you need to spend tens of thousands of dollars for setup, and now it's just few hundred exactly. ringgit is done, man. Yeah, and and for example, like the the YouTube like videos that are actually available, they are not just international stuff, you know. There's actually Malaysian reviewers, Malaysian tech people who are reviewing like, you know, all these like cheap cameras and, and phones and stuff like that. And so the thing is like, everything is freely available. You know, you don't need like crazy amount of money yeah. to invest into all this equipment. Like to get an interface right now, a Behringer interface, you can get it for like 100, 200 ringgit, you know? And, and if you can get it secondhand, even better. You know, so you don't have to necessarily spend, you know, a thousand on a on a on a mic. You know, a thousand. You know, on on an interface. No, like, just need a small one. Jalan. Yeah, and now, trust me, because you have to. You have to. Uh, this is a compulsory investment in yourself. It is yeah. very important, especially this age and time. Uh, technology. Yeah. Everything is live stream. Everything is online. So. It's yep. a compulsory thing for you to to do that. Is I yeah. mean, it's not necessarily you have to invest immediately every single thing. Just one month, you just get one, 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 one. By the yep. time you know it, it's like the whole thing is completed. Because trust yep. me, you do this show called Pop Up Stage, and I've seen guests come on board. Uh, sometimes <laughs> you have to do, you have internet connections, you have camera <laughs> yeah, problems. I faced yeah. the same thing before. You know, yeah. internet problems, camera problems. You want to adjust the camera. You know, the face you be so close to the camera at one point in time. Yeah. Sound would be so echoish because trust me, for people like us, like I say, I'm not bitching, I'm not ranting or whatever, but just yeah. I'm just preparing it for. Yeah, I'm just preparing some of the artists, not necessarily yeah. this show, any show, any platform any show for that all, matter. Yeah. yeah, there's there's going to be a point of time they're going to call you online and you're just going to have a chat. So how you sound it makes a very important uh, uh, impact. It gives a very yeah. important impact yeah. towards for the entire show. Because if yeah. you sound like echoish halfway through running, some cat running here and there, yeah. people are just gonna turn it turn off. Yeah, it's just like people I lose mean, interest because like the whole thing is a mess. Yeah, as as a listener watching the interview, you know you will be turned off. You know, but can you imagine the feeling that the interviewer is actually feeling? <laughs> oh man, you know, I tell you, like sometimes, like when I'm interviewing artists, I don't even feel like talking to them because they sound so terrible. You know? Yeah, it's I not, know, man. Yeah. So the thing is, like. It only takes a little bit of, of investment, you know. So as an artist, this will help and it'll go a long way, you know. Now, the, the next thing that I actually want to say about interviews <laughs> is media training. You know, this is yeah. a term that has been going on for years and years and years. And, you know, like if you watch the Blackpink uh, Netflix special, you will know the amount of stuff that they have to go through in order to be where they are, you know. When they debut, you know, they, uh, they, they came out strong. Only because yeah. of the years of practice, blindly practicing, you know. Because they, 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 
like when they get into like training school, they don't even know if they're going to debut. Yeah. Right? They're true. just training and training and training. Then they get put together, you know, they, they train some more, you know, and, and keep trying. And then eventually when they debut, then after that, they it means that they are ready, you know. So media training is so important, you know, especially when it comes to interviews. You know, like some people are just such a bore to talk to. <laughs> you know, I, I, I just have to be real, you know. When you're talking about your music, you got to be excited about it. You know, you can't yeah. just be like, oh, I wrote this song about my cat and my cat is like that. Lah. You know, yeah. you need to oh, be able man. to explain, you know, and 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 uh, expand your, your, your thought. Yeah, you make know? it sound interesting. I mean, you have yeah. to. I mean, it's tough. Okay, I'll be honest with you. Uh, like what Darren said earlier, for the guys who've been interviewing the other side of the microphone, it is tough for us to make the conversation sound as interesting as possible. Yeah. We try our level best. You have no idea how much of pain we go through <laughs> on the other side. And yeah. here's what, okay, I'm just going to share this. Uh, uh, through the years of doing this, I think I've been doing this for about 20 years or so on. Yeah. And so one other thing is like, especially when you come in as a band or a unit or whatever, Remember, you are one. You you come out as one sound, one unit. So whatever exactly. differences you have among your band members, do not show it on the camera or in yeah. front of the microphone. You got issues yeah. among yourselves, keep it to yourself. Leave it outside the door before you get on board of the interviews. Mm. Like don't like Rajo, this flow, Rajo, that flow. Yeah. Uh, you talk like you talk like you talk like you know, you know those kind of things. Yeah. Always be prepared. You have yeah. to be prepared. Watch as many interviews as possible, both locally exactly. and internationally. Pay attention to the conversation that's taking place. You know, yeah. be prepared of the possible questions that might be thrown at you. Yeah. So at least you're prepared. Okay, let's say, uh, for example, if you're going to talk about music, everybody knows who made the, the most common questions that will be thrown in is you got to talk about the music, who's behind the scenes, what is it all about. You know, make it sound as interesting as possible because at the end of the day, you are selling it to your audience. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, you're you're going to be a salesman in one way or another to t pursue or uh, convince people to take a listen to your song, movies, or yeah. anything at all. So you have to yeah. be into it. You have to do that PR thing a little bit more. Yeah. So PR is definitely you know. So PR and media training, you know, these are two things that that I feel artists, you know, I, I mean, like the the more experienced you are, the better you become, you know, but. You don't like suddenly one day wake up, you're, you're so good already. No, you know, yeah. but how can you prepare yourself? You know, like watching videos, you know, Jimmy Kimmel is great, you know, yeah. or like, you know, any any of the the interviews, lah, you know, and you can even watch your favorite band, you know, like I watch like Fall Out Boy, Green Day and all these guys and how they answer when they are being interviewed, you know, and 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 like when to, to interject like jokes, you know, and, yeah. And, and stuff like that, you know. So, it's really about emulating and and just learning from from people, you know. Like the best way to learn is to learn from other people's mistakes, right? Yeah. You know. So go and watch videos, you know. Equip yourself with the knowledge. And actually, all these things I actually talked about it on my podcast, um, uh, on Shortcast with Hits, right? So it's called uh, the Rockstar's Guide to Surviving the Malaysian Music Industry. And this is actually one of the topics that I actually talked about, you know, media training. Yeah, it is know, important. It is stuff. very important. Like I said earlier, been doing this for over 20 years and I've yeah. in, uh, had chats with hundreds or maybe thousands of bands before. And of, of course, some of them are international, many of them are international. You can see the difference. You can see the contrast yeah. of conversations that's taking place. Don't mm. worry about if you can't speak well, you know, you're fluent in English or Bahasa or whatever like don't worry about that. No one cares about that. It's just that have fun. Make sure you're well prepared for the questions that's going to be thrown yeah. at you. That is very, very important because something that uh, I was talking to some of the local artists off air uh, through phone conversations said, yeah, dude, this is something that a lot of people don't pay attention to. It's like, come on board. It's like, it, one, one, they don't really prepare themselves for it. Two, yeah. they try to sound a little more smarter than the host itself. They want to yeah. overshadow the host, which is a big <laughs> mistake. Trust me. Trust me when I say this, that would be the biggest mistake you're going to make. You might look like as though like you're some sort of taiko over there, but uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, that will be the last time people invite you on board for a conversation. Not only this, because remember, when you, you go on board for one particular interview and may say one station or one TV, how you perform there will be the results of somebody else inviting you for the next set of interview. So when you have bad attitudes shown at one particular station or maybe one particular show, the next person will feel afraid to invite you on board. 
Yeah. So they say, no, this guy has attitude. I don't want to come on board. And another thing is cancellations. When people book you for, a, like, say, an interview or special features or something like that, if you know you can't make it, please give a heads up. Because remember, yeah. you are you, your absence, but for that particular show, is going to ruin the entire programming for the whole day or the whole week. Yeah. To find a replacement guest is going to be difficult, which means it's going to be very difficult for the host or maybe the show and you know things like that. So please yeah. have an advance advance preparation or give an advance notice and try to avoid missing the show as much as possible. Yeah. Have you seen that? Have you had that experience before? Um. Last minute cancellations, I mean, like as a host so far, not yet, you know, but I guess like sometimes it just like news go around really quickly, you know, yeah. the industry is so small, you know, music, TV, I mean, like the entire entertainment industry is very small, you know, like we may all be in like tiny little different scenes, you know, but word still gets around, you know, and yeah. You want to stay clear of that, lah. You know, as an artist, yeah. you always want to remain positive. You know, like my my girlfriend's a huge Mariah Carey fan, and over the years, I think like and we had a chat recently saying that Mariah Carey is actually one of the few artists that has never had any major scandals. Actually, yeah, come to think of it, yeah, yeah. The only thing she I mean, made was she got married to Nick Cannon. That's about it. Yeah, Nick Cannon. <laughs> that, that was the only thing, you know, but like. No, no other crazy stuff, you know, like, like sex tape or you know, like whatever, you know, like crazily drunk and all that. No, none, none, none like that. You know, they so seem th- those who do that seem to last longer. Yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, right. have you noticed the ones with the filled with scandals and issues and this? They seem to die off very quick. Yeah. But the ones who kept kept it clean are still going strong till uh, this yeah. very date, man. That's, that's, that's true. I mean, thing, it's the yeah. same. It's the same for celebrities here in Malaysia as well. You know, like. Two of my favorite celebrities that I had the opportunity to spend so much time with, working with them, you know, when I was with the talent agency, you know, is Yasmin Hani and Sazi Falak. You know, two of them are pretty much like the big, like the biggest names, you know, from the past that are still very, very uh, apparent right now. You know, they are so down to earth. Yeah. You know? They joke with me all the time, you know, and like that as if they we're, we're we're long-time friends, you know. I mean, obviously, I I had the opportunity to spend time with them, but I can see their attitude whenever I was with them at events or at um like basically during work, you know, when they're at their shoot or whatever, so accommodating, you know, no air about them, nothing at all. They're just like, you know, like any other person. As compared to younger artists that I've worked with you know <laughs> like oh you know I, diva I'm a rock star kid. man yeah the diva habis you know yeah. but I get it you know because sometimes because they don't have somebody like to tell them to educate them yeah you know they think so, that's how it is because at one point in time you had record labels who actually were yeah. guiding uh, most of these artists it's like no you cannot say this no you cannot yeah. do that no. No, you are, you're, you're well groomed so the discipline was actually built up yeah. so when the so called indie independent scene started dominating no yeah. one had any idea whatsoever how the whole system works and how the conversation so yeah. now even these days after like seeing hundreds and or maybe thousands of artists in my line of work I was like you know okay this guy is going to last for two years the other one six months okay this one is going to go for another 10 years or more which is pretty much I would say 90% of the time it has been accurate la. so yeah. <laughs> you, you can guess already some music can go very far at all and uh, yeah. speaking of music going very far, I gotta thank you for inviting me the other day for your session with CD Baby the other day. Oh yeah, man! Because it was a kind of an eye opener for artists, and uh, we we're talking about distribution, music, how you want to yeah. get it out there for new people. And I've also noticed another thing about looking into the right countries, the right uh, places with the right population. Yep. Because the other day, in the conversation of uh, with the uh, so-called, uh, okay, let me let me explain to the people who's listening in right now. Uh, Darren, together with CD Baby, had this so-called workshop and they were talking about distribution, the most important things and all. And uh, one of the conversations we're talking about distributing your music at the right places, not just solely focusing on the US market and so on. It's like you have the Asian market, especially for the Malaysian artists. It is surprisingly a huge market over there. It's like I just realized, I was doing some research and uh, I just realized the, the amount of listenership based on their population is fantastic, man. It's like, why isn't most of the artists focusing on those kind of uh, uh, countries? Have you any, any idea on that? I feel like, like, 
Okay, personally for me, I have decided that my pre- primary focus would be Southeast Asia or Asia, you know. Because I've played festivals in Taiwan, like uh, Japan, Korea, you know, India. Uh, India was pretty much like the furthest, you know. That's like Asia, Asia, you know. But like Southeast Asia, you know, Indonesia, Philippines, you know, Singapore, Thailand. We've done that. And I feel that the market in Southeast Asia and Asia in general, you know, is a lot bigger. You know, there are more places to go to. Like, it's more cost-savvy, you know, to travel. The currency is not as big, you know, the, the exchange. Language barrier, food, you know. A, a lot of things are generally more, um, you know, it, it makes makes more sense to be here in Asia. But because we are here in Asia and there's, we're filled with so many different languages and cultures, the focus, I feel, you know, we don't even need to go to the West, you know, right here in Asia is where it's at. Exactly. And um, in fact, the West are trying to penetrate into Asia as well. There are some yeah. artists that are not like that, that became big because they broke in Asia, you know, like they broke out in Asia. And then when they went back to US, then they're like, wow, you know. So it's it's just a, a whole different thing. I yeah. think, so I think I, it's because they've been sold the idea that it's only, the only place that you can ever make it is you, the West market. If you don't focus on the West market, you're doomed. You cannot make it anywhere else in the part of the world. But uh, yeah. based on your conversation today, when you're talking about distribution of music and the countries that it was involved, I was like, okay, I did some research after that again. And you just realized they have an amazing, amazing response towards the Malaysian music, especially the Asian yeah. music. It's, it's like yeah. a, a community by itself. Then when I'm having conversation with bands, just as yourself, they have also said that I've performed in these parts of Southeast Asia and it was amazing how the crowds were reacting to yeah. how supportive they are when it comes to these, these kinds of shows. It's like, so why the hell is anybody continuing in that part or rather focusing on that market or itself? Yeah, That's, That was a million dollar question for me. I was always puzzled on that part. Yeah, so like over the years of performing in all these other countries, you know, I like when I was working at Laundry at the Curve, um, that was actually what I was doing, you know, I was trying to build a network, you know, where Laundry was the base for uh, KL, where bands from the region would come on tour, they would have to stop at Laundry, you know, and that was what I was building, you know, but the company went through a, sh- a shuffle and all that, you know, the company's bankrupt now, you know, but the, the thing is, like, what I was trying to build was a regional circuit, you know. So I had one friend in Singapore, one friend in the Philippines, um, and myself in Malaysia. And I was trying to hook up Indonesia and Thailand as well. You know, that then we would have, like, a full-on circuit. And then later on comes, like, Korea, Japan, and Taiwan, right? So that was the idea. Uh, but, of course, right now, I don't have the liberty to, to have that kind <coughs> of... Uh, number one, uh, a venue and also the monetary support. Like, because I would get the artists, like I would fly them in, you know, get their tickets sorted and all that kind of stuff, you know. So it was proper, full on, like artist, artist, you know, kind of thing. So, um, establishing a regional circuit, you know, would make sense, you know. But at the same time, because now we can't really travel, reaching out to the influential bands or artists or media partners in those countries, that will be the next step, you know. That is how you're going to get into those places, you know. Because, like, I've done work uh, with uh, my friend from Singapore and he's been sending me things like artists from Singapore to promote here in Malaysia for, for many years now. And what I do is, you know, I place them on the radio, you know, I, get, I try to, to do whatever that I can to get the media talking about them here. Of course, I get a fee, right? So the same thing can be done for Malaysian artists going out. Reach out to the media partners, you know, and, and it's only a matter of sending an email. If if they don't reply, send again. You know, sometimes True. like they get like two, maybe they get like 50 emails a day, you know. By the time they're at their like 25th email, they're probably tired already. You know, so they might have missed your email, you know, so, and then send again, you know, or try to find the contact person, you know, stalk them a little bit, you know, I know some people don't like that, you know, but if you, you never know, really la. want it that bad, you would find every single way to do it. La. You never know, because you have to push it. That's how I discovered a lot of artists, 
It's like yeah. through emails and all the. I mean, back from radio days itself, I just get yeah. some random message. Hey, dude, can you help out? I just came out with a new song. Yeah. You know, I don't have a label, so it's like I discovered a whole lot of bands. I'm not going to mention the names. Some of them are the big bands today, and yeah. these are the guys when I first introduced them on radio way back then. They became huge right now. So. There's yeah. a lot of bands. It's because of that. It's because all those emails and trying to your level best, and they were not focusing on the big stations or other big names. They just as long I get it out there. Anybody exactly. and everybody, please take a listen yeah. to my stuff. You know, so yeah. that's how I'm looking at it. So this particular year, or rather 2020 and 2021, I think is the best time to do it because it's yeah. the internet, man. Yeah, it's the passport free. You get yeah. to go any part of the yeah, world and exactly. pass your music right yeah. now. So I think if you, even if you're focusing on live streams and whatever, you might want to just check out these countries because I had one of the uh, artists uh, chat with one of the artists, her manager uh, from uh, I don't know which label I can't recall. Uh, she was uh, chatting with me and she was doing some live streams and so on. But the audience that she was catering to was from China. Yeah. And to my surprise, uh, these are the people who make at least about two to five grand a night for per yeah. show. By yeah. the live streams, and th- she didn't focus on U.S. market; she didn't focus locally, and uh, she did it for the China market, and she yeah. made a ton, tons of money doing those those kind of shows. So, yeah, go for it, man! I should say most of the artists should start paying attention into that market. Yeah, and it's true, you know, like we should, like we shouldn't just only focus on Malaysia, you know, because, like, or even try, you know, to constantly think, oh, you know, I need to go to the U.S., you know, only in U.S. I can make it. No, that's not true. You know, like China's a huge market, and I yeah. know people in China. They love English Asian music, you know, and yeah, and that's and that's the truth, you know. So that's I think they're more comfortable. Thing. It just feels like home. It's like some of my guys are just singing it. Yeah, we 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 are, we are Malaysians. We can blend into any part of the world, yeah. and we look like any one of them, especially yeah. in the Asian region. So we might as well just try out the um, those kind yeah. of stuff. Because, like, like I said earlier, when I was just posting, I was just chatting about my the uh, podcast itself. And the countries it penetrated, it was just, is this something random? I did not expect, I did not push it in those countries. It's just randomly picked from those countries. Mm. So imagine, this is just a simple podcast show. But think about what can a musician do, an artist do, to get into the market. You never know how big or how huge yeah. you can become, man. It's huge. I just hope for that to happen someday. I hope they start looking into the East instead of just the West, man. Yeah. Think about the it. The East right, is, is definitely the, the, like the biggest market, man. The biggest consumption of Western music is actually here in the East, you know. <laughs> but the biggest consumption of K-pop, you know, is also here in the East. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so think about it. Why are you going onto places which is not appreciating much <laughs> of your music? It's like they pick one in five million people. So you might as well just focus on five million people picking on you. So that's yeah, why I would like to look at that's it. That's true. Man. That's and speaking true. of new music, let's talk about yours, man, before I wrap this whole thing up. I don't give a damn about you. Uh, they are brand new remix. I kind of like, you know, I have to admit it. What I like about this particular track is that, you know, back in the days when you, when an artist releases a single, when they say single, that single comes in four to five different versions. You remember that or not? Yeah. The samplers yeah. you used to get? Yeah. So that's how it reminded me, which I kind of love it because you can even see yeah. different versions of your song. And this particular version that's coming out next week, let's talk about that a little bit down here. Who yeah. is involved in this particular remix, man? So with this one, um, he's a, a DJ producer. He, he he calls. I mean, as a producer, you know, he's he's fairly new, you know. But he's been DJing for a while. His name is Chunho. Uh, his DJ name is Chuno. So it's T C H U N O. He's an amazing guy, you know. And he was introduced to me by Ramsey Westwood, you know. So Ramsey uh, is obviously a very influential DJ as well, and so is Chuno. Um, so, Ramsey told me, you know, hey, you know, like Chuno, Chuno's my guy, you know, I gave him the stems, like your vocal stems, and he's going to work on it, you know, let's, let's do something. So, initially, we had the idea of running a competition, you know, to, to say that, okay, you know, it's a competition, and then get all the stems and do whatever you want to it, you know. And when, Chun, and when Ramsey shared Chuno's remix with me I was like this is so good you know let's not just let's not do a competition anymore <laughs> let's just take this song and release it you know so that, that was exactly what happened you know so it was done like in November you know but we just took our time and said okay lah you know let's just release it in January as a brand new song so the idea was in to end the entire series of, for I Don't Give a Damn with Ramsey's remix and his remix was actually the fifth one 
But because Suno's remix is just so out of this world, you know, I say, okay, lah, you know, we need to do this, lah, we need to release this, you know. So this is actually the sixth and final one, and nice. um, you know, hopefully this year, you know, I'll be able to release more like originals. But yeah, man, I mean, like you saying that, you know, like the singles, you know, I remember like the singles came in the thin CD. Yeah, cases, the still you know, cases, but you actually you it was like, worth it. Yeah, this mix radio have, mix like, that exit. Correct, correct. Yeah. Radio mix, extended mix, you know, alternate mix, whatever, you know, all the different remixes. Yeah, so I am actually like once this song is released uh, digitally, I'm actually gonna compile all of them and make them into one like album, you know, and um, so it, there's six versions plus the original. I don't give a damn. So there's seven tracks on it, you know. So. You know, I'm I'm just gonna compile it so everybody can kind of like, you know, listen to all the versions at one go. Nice. Yeah, it's quite so, pretty cool. I kind of like the idea, man. I just love that idea because, uh, it's like sometimes you just love one particular song and you just want to hear different versions of it. How would it yeah. sound like? And you did a brilliant job with this one, man. With it's a it's an amazing idea getting all the DJs involved. I think yeah, it's a man. good thing, la. I think yeah, that most of the artists should be doing that also, la. True, and it's also like to to encourage like, uh artists to cross platforms as well you know because like if you're if you're a rock band you know it doesn't mean that you you can't work with a hip-hop guy or a, a trans dj you know like you can always do that you know there's always an opportunity to to cross promote you know like i was um like sorry not i was you know but i actually put out like a remix album full like on like in 2017 you know like there were seven 16 tracks Produced by local producers, DJs, and regional art, regional producers as well, and um, I managed to do it. You know, like I put out like sixteen remixes, man. Like, and it's wow. crazy to to find so many producers locally who are able to do crazy stuff. You know, yeah, you and never right, know. You might have that one right sound which you want yeah, to continue or pursue yeah. further in your future music. It's it could yeah. happen, man. And Cross a lot of these guys are thing. actually, you know, like big names as well, you know. So I'm actually quite fortunate. Like for example, like Ramsey, you know, like he's he's a big name in 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 the in the nightlife scene here in Malaysia, you know. So I was actually quite surprised, you know, that he said like, "Hey, you know, I want to do a remix for you." You know, I'm like, "Cool." So yeah, it yeah, works man. out fine. So there's options. There's always options, and no excuses of not doing anything or not coming out with anything, man. You just yeah. come out with one track and the one track you can just go on for another six months uh, <laughs> yeah, with that's exactly different versions of it. <laughs> yeah, actually come to think of it, right? But at least yeah. it was worthwhile instead of just waiting for one song and then you got to come up with another song if you can't make it. You know, it's, yeah. it's a bit difficult. So at least this way, you have option, a continuity, a consistency of uh, uh, releases and music, which is a brilliant way, man. You've got it right. I think you figured out the formula pretty well for 2020 and 2021, man. Good job, man. Yeah, I hope that the artists do that because um, I have a lot of conversations. You know me, right? I'll just chat with anybody and everybody. So I hear a lot of excuses and I hope this particular show would actually enlighten some of them on things to do or prepare yourself for 2021 because yeah. uh, let's face it, we do not know whether the doors for or the stages are going to be open anytime soon. Ah, it's going man, to be the chaos. So, is, yeah, I don't think so. 2021 is going to be uh, expecting anything. So just be prepared. Yeah. Look for alternatives. And I hope this particular podcast would help you just look into it. As a matter of fact, if you want some more ideas, just check out uh, Darren's uh, podcast on the show, right? Yep, that's right. On how so, to be a rock and roll artist. Yeah, how, <laughs> a how, rock star. A rock star's guide to surviving the Malaysian music industry. Yeah, so go on, you know, download the Shortcast app. You know, it's on there for free. You can listen to it, you know, anytime at all. You know, they're not even long sessions. They're not an hour long. They're not even like 45 minutes long. You know, it's only like 10, 15, max 20 minutes long. You know, small, tiny chunks, you know, very concise and easy to get, you know. So, like, you can watch all these videos of people telling you, oh, you know, the trends in, in, in the world, you know, and stuff like that. You know, all these like, experts... Uh, from labels and all that. Now, I feel that it's always great to have that kind of knowledge, you know, to hear what people are doing outside of Malaysia, you know, but like the podcast that I uh, have done, you know, it's actually, I, I'm not boasting, you know, it's just that these are things and experiences that I am sharing, you know, because it is in the context of Malaysia. Yeah. Yeah. So it everything... Happens. Yeah, so I guess when it's contextual, you know, when it's more relatable, you know, it makes more sense. Yeah, that's that's the whole idea. I mean, let's face it, it's knowledge for free. 
absolutely yeah. free. You, True. You're not going to pay for thousands of ringgit for some guy to give you a speech on stage yeah, and man. tell you this is It's how your future is going to be. You're going to be a multi-millionaire yeah. right now after this particular program. Pay 5,000 yeah. ringgit and it's going to happen. No, it doesn't work that way. Network. Yeah. Networking, another important thing that's yeah. gonna you need to do for 2021. Like I said, Darren said earlier, uh, cross promos, check out this kind of shows, have chats. You never know, man. Collaborate with somebody out there. You never know how things could kick off. And don't just expect all the popular ones. Like, look, start digging deeper. You never know. You might yeah. find some uh, amazing talents. Like uh, Karaze was one of it. I yeah. saw that. Yeah. I'm still I'm still amazed with that kid, man. I'm still amazed yeah, with that man. Like he's been showing me stuff, you know, like uh, stuff that he's been producing and all that. In fact, uh, he's got a track that's in the works right now with Nadira. Yeah. Nice. So it, it's a full-on hip hop song, you know, it, it, and it's cool, you know. So he he's managed to fuse in like. Indian elements into the song and all that. So he's doing the, the Kajang way, la, you know, just like how Roshan <laughs> has done exactly. with all his tracks, you know, with K-Town and, and with his own stuff and all that. There's always that, you know, tr- Indian element to it, you know. So he's doing it the same way too, you know, and he's doing it right, you know. And he's only 17 years old. He's amazing, man. If you yeah. guys haven't checked him out yet, just go on Spotify and look for Karaze, K-A-R-A-Z-E-Y. He's an amazing kid and his stuff is way ahead of his time man or his age that's what yeah. I can say man yeah. that's for his age he's way advanced in that man Darren thank you so much dude I am looking forward for your music which is coming out next week and tomorrow or rather today when this uh, broadcast is out you're also releasing Vanessa the music video for uh, yep. your sessions that you had uh, that's an amazing anything else you've been working on after this Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. I am, in fact, going to revive... Uh, so, Ian, like my drummer, he used to be in a, in a band called Unexpected Mercy. And, um, you know, it, it was... And we met when I was in Amiya 3. So, Unexpected Mercy was another, like, heavy uh, metalcore Christian band, you know. And even that also, they disappeared. <laughs> right? So, but that was also when, you know, Ian transitioned into my band. So, he was playing guitar in that band and his sister... Uh, was the drummer so uh, anyway Ian is also a drummer so he joined the band uh, and last month we decided hey you know I think it's about time because for many years I've always said to him say hey you know I should be the new singer in Unexpected Mercy you know and um, this like so the last one we decided hey you know I think we're gonna revive Unexpected Mercy so we're gonna re-record some of the old songs um And then we're going to write some new ones as well. So basically... It's a calling. Have, yeah. So there are it's three the calling, new projects man. that I'm working on, you know. So there's uh, An Honest Mistake, there's Shamash and also Unexpected Mercy. Uh, so hopefully, you know, Unexpected Mercy will be able to put something out, you know, by, the, you know, in the next couple of months. Cool, man. Cool. I'm looking yeah. forward for that. In the meantime, for those who want to check out all the uh, stuff from uh, Darren, you can always follow him on Instagram at DarrenAHM. And uh, also, you can follow him on YouTube. YouTube, you got two channels, right? You have the Honest uh, Mistakes uh, the, channel, The main right? one. Uh, so, yeah. So, the 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 only YouTube channel that I like mostly post stuff on is an Honest Mistake TV. That is where uh, most of the videos are at. Yeah. Oh, cool. I'll try to post that up on this uh, particular podcast. And uh, you sure guys thing, can man. click on it, check it out, follow him, and listen to all the tracks available. Amazing track. And just in case, if you have some stuff that you'd like to share with Darren, Feel free to message him. Drop him a line, man. If you get a, can get access sure. to his email address or whatever, drop him. You never know how you guys can work things out. So, Darren, yep. thank you so much, dude. Thank you so much for the chat. Thanks so much. I man. truly appreciate it, man. And uh, congratulations for whatever you've been doing for the past couple of months. You've been keeping the scene alive. You have set a great example to many people out there. Yeah. Hats off to you, appreciate man. Appreciate it, Hats man. off to you, then, man. I'm um, looking Thanks forward so to much. see more stuff of your stuff coming out soon. Thanks, man.